previously on In the Moment. Do you judge men or women who, who order particular drinks? <laughs> I used to. You I did. Don't <laughs> I, used to, I didn't judge it. I used to just make fun of it. Difference. Like uh, when somebody would order, a man would order, you remember Smirnoff Ice? Yeah. <laughs> I would let them like walk away. And I'd be like, hey, hey, sir, 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 come here. Come here real quick. Let me get. Let me put some cranberry in that so it's not too strong. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like that shit. I it bet. Was funny. Yeah. But now, no, nah, I don't care. Okay. Get what you want. I'm in the moment. Stay in the moment. Yeah. Sick award this week. He's so fake, but I'm so real. Going to coast. And it's going to coast because I was once having a conversation with the other half of 1901. Once again, shout out to Case Money. We were talking about the greatest athletes of all time. And the debate was between Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. Who is the greatest athlete of all time? And in my opinion, you can pick either one and you got a great argument. And I think me and Case kind of came to the same general consensus. And here comes Coase. Hey, guys, I think you forgot about somebody. Forgot big time. Who do we forget about, Coase? Jim Thorpe. Who is Jim? This man (laughs) boy, Jim Thorpe, into a conversation about who is the greatest athlete of all time when we talking about Bo Jackson. (laughs) Who the hell is Jim Thorpe? Jim Thorpe is everything. You saw it. You looked it up. I did, did look it everything. up. I did look it up, and yes. You can't find his birthday, but you can find everything I looked else. it up. The man has done everything, but it was in 1804. This man is so old that literally, if you go to Wikipedia right now, <laughs> it says his birthday is somewhere between May and June, and, and it gives you a five-year range, and it says we really don't fucking it's know like if we're dog. being honest. No man of whom Wikipedia doesn't know his birthday can ever be considered the greatest athlete of all time, bro. Yes, he was amazing, but he was amazing at a time when there were four athletes. <laughs> you are not going to compare him to Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. That was disgusting of you. I, I'm standing with Jim Thorpe. <laughs> he won the decathlon. This is nasty. In professional football. The what? The decathlon. I don't care. That's ten events. I'm talking about Bo Jackson. Bo Have you seen the man ran on a fence? <laughs> What are we talking about here? Don't bring up Jim Thorpe in a conversation that involves Bo Jackson. Sicko Award goes to Coast P from D.C. I happily accept. <laughs> Who's next? Question of the week. Do you think a person who has a favorite team that doesn't have a name? <laughs> Motherfucker. This is some bullshit. You didn't tell me this I'm just, was coming. I'm just, just the question. I just popped in my head. Is equivalent to a person that doesn't have a life? What do you th- I'm just curious as to what you think. We're the Washington football team. We're the team of the NFL. We, we Our logo. If you are not a sports fan, this man is a long, diehard fan, lifelong, diehard fan of the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins. They were racist, so they made them change their name. And now they've came up with the football team. We, t- we typed in the football team schedule and every team showed up. Yeah. It, was, it was disturbing. Just last night, I was like, um... 
yo, I was telling somebody, hey, we're going to see the Falcons game on Sunday. And they was like, who they play? And I was like, the football team. <laughs> they was like, which one? which one? I was like, see, I don't make this up, fam. I really go through this when I tell people that my homeboy loves the football team. They always say, well, which one? It's the dumbest <laughs> name in the history of life, bro. And what's the options? What are the options that the football team is they, voting in for next year? Apparently. They, got, they deny it, but it's yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, it's an exclusive. It's Give it to them. Coast P from D.C. Here it comes. I'm going to give you the six options. Let's get it. One, uh-huh. Washington Redhawks. Our line used to be known as the Hawks. I don't get why they got the red there. Washington Red Wolves is number two. Trash. There's no Red Wolves in our area, so it doesn't make much sense. Then the other one is the Washington Armada. Not a military dude. I don't even know what that is, to be honest. Do you know what Armada Armada is? (laughs) Not a clue. Washington Brigade. Uh Uh-huh. The Washington Presidents. Uh Uh-huh. And the Washington Defenders, which is already the name of our XFL team. All right. The D.C. Defenders. All (laughs) equally trash. It's very bad. It's not getting better for you. Hold on. There was one last one that I forgot to mention. Okay. The one that a lot of people think is going to be it. The football team. Hey, the there it is. Fucking football the team. Best name for a team with no name is to continue to have no name. It took us two years. That's unless we came up within two years. Okay. We've had two years to select a name. The only person that's ever been successful at having no name is Prince. I don't know why the football team thinks that they can pull this shit off. Y'all are no Prince. I'm here to tell you. Okay? We don't pick des- a name. Have you been paying attention to our, our organization? We no. don't deserve a name. We don't. I agree. I'm just, it's just sad that don't. you that you know this and still root for them. That's the team. And y'all got ugly colors. <laughs> those colors are, those are sick colors, bro. Burgundy and gold. Burgundy, it's yellow. It's not even gold. It's, it's burgundy gold. and doodle yellow. And it's nasty. It looks disgusting, and it's a horrible combination. It looks like mustard and ketchup put together, and it's not even like the really good honey golden mustard. Only it's the trash mustard that you buy because it was cheap, and you know nobody really wants that. You're lucky we don't have a logo because it would be fire. I don't have anything. We, we have one really good defensive player. <laughs> and he's not going to be young forever. No. Okay? He's, so. he's not doing a good job chasing quarterbacks this season. Chief. I know. But with that being said, I have one thing to say to all your shit. Yep. Go, team, go. <laughs> and that wraps up that segment. Who's next? All right, before we get out of here in our final moments, man, something that I really do believe about you, man, whenever I bring someone on my podcast, I always like to kind of pinpoint something that I think they are really good at in life so that some of my listeners can walk away and take something from it. And you will always have your flowers from me as far as just being such a genuine person. You've always been genuine, always been who you are in every room with whoever you're around. You just don't change up. Never done that. Always been the greatest of friends. I mean, I truly do believe everybody needs a friend like you. I don't say that because it just sounds good. I say that because I mean it, and I want to tell you to your face. You've always been there for me through all of my ups and downs. I appreciate it throughout. Like, you are who you are. And that is not as easy to do for everybody. And I literally just told you that earlier today when I was making jokes about how people are not there for me with the freeze and they all think I'm trash and you just came with some words that was like, you forgot who you were, and it was right back. And though it was joking, that's real. That's a representation of how our friendship has always been. And one of the things I feel like you've always been able to do that has always been difficult for me is you just never seem to take life so seriously. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe even yourself at times to where 
it, I can't even almost really truly remember you going through hard times. Like I do, but I also remember how quickly you kind of bounce back. Like you've always just lived. You've always saw life as a place to live, be yourself. You've always traveled. You've experienced different cultures. You were never afraid to be wrong or to try something and fail. Like you just have this open, free spirit about you that I think is commendable. And I just want to give you your flowers while you're here, number one, and just give you an opportunity to just offer yourself or anything that you think would be helpful to anyone listening and trying to find their way. Damn. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I've been in radio for a little while. <laughs> I was not ready. <laughs> he did not tell me he was about to do this. No, so, sir. Uh, of course not. First we thing, in the moment. Uh, appreciate the words. Um, I wish, I know we talked about interviewing you on this a little bit. We didn't get to get around to that because we've been here for, damn, how long have we been here? Uh, three oh. hours. Damn. Um, I think, like, one thing I would offer advice to anybody. I think you're the perfect example. Don't give up on your friends. Like, there was a time it didn't look like Mo was going to be anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not, in no disrespectful way. Mo was putting in work and rap forever. For, uh, he made it in comedy quick, but it, it wasn't like he didn't put in how many years? 16 yeah. years of rap? Yeah. And then I remember him calling me and saying, I'm done with rap. I, I got every no you could ever possibly get. I just I remember you got signed to the international label. We were so hyped. They yep. didn't do shit for you. Yep. I remember working with uh, uh, Murder, Murder Inc. Inc. Yep. Doing all the ghost writing, doing all the stuff that you wanted to do. Right. And it still wasn't clicking. You just weren't there. And you gave up and you didn't really know where you were going. And I think one of the best things that you've always said, and I've told you this before, is Mo's never been like, when I make it. I mean, if I make it. It's always when I make it. Mm-hmm. When we make it. It's not if. There was never if. Never. Never said. And even then, you were still talking the same. You didn't know which direction we are going. And then you did the comedy and made it. But there's a lot of people who wouldn't, who don't to this day, support their friends who are trying to be whatever they're trying to be. Whether it's an artist, a rapper, poet, bartender. I don't give a shit what they're trying to be. If you're a real friend to them, you'll support their stuff. You'll share their stuff. You won't ask for free stuff. You, you'll just support them. And you'll always be there. And then they might make it. They might not. I just, you're the only one I know who did make it. <laughs> and but still making it. Not still, even close to where I want to be. Not even close. And that's the thing with you. You're always going to be hungry. Always. And that's why you're going to go to the top. That's why I said at your show that a lot of the people don't realize that one day they're going to tell their kids that they saw a moment. They don't, like, at this point, you've already established yourself. But, like, when people see what you're going to do, they have no idea. They have no fucking idea what you're going to do. So support your friends. Be there. Be there. Try to be honest. Try to be real with them. Good and bad, too. You gotta, you, you're going to piss friends off, too, by saying, this shit sucks. Mm-hmm. Or this shit isn't good. Like, you can do better. Not yeah. everybody likes that, but they need that. I think that's the best thing you can do and just try to be, be the energy in the room, or the positive. I think that's... Great advice, first of all. And our friendship has never changed. That's one thing about us, man. Through, through, like I said, ups and downs, it's always been the same. Even last night, like, we had an amazing conversation about how we were honest and open with, back in the day, how I got so mad at you because religion came up. Mm, and I yeah. was such a big believer in God. And you were not yeah. at that time. And even, even if you are not today, just for you to even say that because 
back then, you got to understand, I think we were both really mad at each other and couldn't understand why each other was mad at each other. Yeah. And my thing was, I was so embedded in Christianity that, to me, at that time, bro, I was living a life where I wasn't sure if I was going to be here tomorrow. And technically, everybody's living a life where mm-hmm. they're not sure if they're going to be here tomorrow. And you went through a lot. Oh, uh, man. That a lot of people, even when you tell them, I don't think they get it. No, nah, fam. They don't get what actually could happened. Never under- you had to be there. Had and to be there. I was going through some things, man. And I saw life like, yo, I, I don't think I'm a C-25. So when I when I go... If you're not coming to heaven, I'm never going to see you again. That was my mentality at that time. And I, it pissed me off. It hurt me because I'm like, you're my friend. I don't want to see you not come up here with me. That, that's enough to make me want to fight you. <laughs> I remember you, you hit a wall one time. Yeah, I punched a <laughs> hole in the wall because in the back of my mind, I thought when I die, I'm never going to see my friend again. And looking back on it, it, it does sound a little crazy. But it was genuine. But it was it genuine. Was and and the person we were talking to understood that, like, damn, to have that deep of a thought about someone, to love and care about someone that much, that you're so mad to punch a hole in the wall because you think you won't see him in heaven is unheard of, right? And then you said, though you've always had your ups and downs and about religion and about believing if there's a God or if it's the universe or what have you, it gave you some sort of belief in something that you didn't have from watching where I was and always having that faith and to somehow get from where I was to where I am today. How I got you through. That's the greatest compliment I feel like you could give someone. Even if it's not God that you now believe in, just believing in something that I saw my dude do it right in front of me like Benny Honors or some shit. Yeah, this shit's a miracle. Like your story, wait, wait till they do your documentary. Wait till they see this shit. Wait till they see it. Yeah, I appreciate you. Some of the stuff, like, for you, like, you were saying I always keep the the same energy all the time. But, like, you keep the same motivation. That's what I've learned. If I've learned anything from you, the main thing is motivation. Like, I know this called in the moment, but, like, your motivation to get anything done is amazing. Like, don't you change. put in fucking work. I did. <laughs> you man. I bust my ass, Mo, Mo when a lot of people rapped, right? Other half of, of uh, 1901, Case Money. I was always trying to talk y'all to, to rap together. Case came out with like two albums in six years. And it was fire. And I was always like, Case, do more music. Do more music. Yeah. Mo came out with like 30 <laughs> albums in a year. <laughs> Mo would be like, nah, I got this new mixtape. Why you listen to that shit? I got new yeah, shit. Yeah, so that's last week, That's last week. I've been on a microwave era before that, the microwave that's era. What, like this man... Goes on stage and does an hour and a half. First thing, which is ridiculous, an hour and a half is a long fucking time on stage. And to actually be funny, though. Because now people are doing an hour and a half, not realizing that they are you are boring the shit out of your audience. <laughs> Motherfuckers are going home. Please tighten it up. People but, are but literally, thank you. literally sitting there, you do an hour and a half, and I don't think the crowd realizes that you just did a different hour and a half two months before. That you've never told the same joke on stage, which is insane. Somebody who writes jokes, I still do. Don't understand that shit, that you don't do it again. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't realize I did three specials in three months that were all an hour and a half long until you told me. And then you was like, fam, no comedian has ever done that. I'm pretty sure. And I was like. At least I don't know who do, who's man. doing that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. And again, it's, it's not like I'm, because I don't, I, I don't, almost don't like when you say that because I feel like people think I'm just going up there 
Bullshit. Exactly. Nah. Like, no, I'm giving you a, this is quality. Yes. This is a solid hour. Because I don't go up there to say to myself, I'm going to do an hour and a half. I never do that. I don't mm-hmm. even want to do more than an hour because I don't ever want people to be restless. Yeah. Even though everybody always says to me, however long you be up there, it's never long enough. It goes nah. by too fast. It does. I don't, I want that, I want y'all to always feel that way. So I don't, I don't know I'm doing an hour and a half until I look down. I'm like, just like I didn't know we were going to sit here for three fucking hours and talk. <laughs> it's supposed to be an hour. Like, it just kind of happens. You know what I'm saying? And when you said that, I did feel I was proud, to be honest, because I take this seriously. I take my craft seriously. And no, to this day, I've still never done the same joke twice on stage. And I've done a lot of shows, man. But I don't believe in giving people recycled material. If you pay to come see me, you're getting fresh material every time. It's just different. It's, it's different. Just different. I remember when you came out, when I saw you at the Funny Bone. That was your first Huge show. Yeah, yeah, because Funny, Funny Bone was big and deal. they had denied you a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And I, I'll never forget. I, like, I was, remember, I, I went in the back room, the green room with you, chilling, we had a drink, and I was like, I'll get out your way. You were like, nah, stay, enjoy this moment with me. You've always been there yeah. to do that. That's yeah. just like how you let me intro you. You had no business letting me intro you. I didn't have a business doing 10 minutes in front of 400 people. But you did. You're like, fuck it. Same why I'm here today. Why I was on the radio. If Walter got a chance to do 45, my fucking friend is going to do 10. You remember I went on him? Yeah, I do. I remember. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, just to put me up there and give me all those opportunities is crazy. A lot of people wouldn't do it. And I remember that first time, like, being in the green room and being like, damn, this man's about to go up here on a sold-out funny bone. I know what the funny bone is. Right. I know how important. I know what legends. We saw the legends sign name up there. And then when you came on stage, I was watching from the top. I wasn't in the crowd. I was watching from the top so I could see the whole thing. And I remember just getting goosebumps, like literally head to toe goosebumps when you came out. You came out to hire by Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, yeah. Nipsey, Nipsey had died maybe a month before. Yeah. So like all this shit, like I almost, and the shooting in Virginia had just happened. Virginia Beach just happened. Yep. And, and th- that was another thing. You taking over that crowd after that Ooh, happened. And it was how the same weekend. It, yeah, man. Same week. Like, it was a day and a half before. Right. Like, I didn't. I even hit you up while I was about to go there. I'm like, are they still doing the show? Like, And you were like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I was like, damn. I, 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 I provided People needed the, to laugh. the positive energy. I was like, yeah, you're going to kill it. Don't worry about it. But I hung up the phone being like, shit. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be more. <laughs> right. I was, I was worried about that. Yeah. And you, you came and you took over that crowd right away. And like you, you acknowledged it. You didn't. So a lot of comedians would just pretend it's not. Yeah, happening. no, we're gonna address you it. You addressed it right away. Talked about how strong the city was, and and how we can learn from this and move. And then you went right into your show like flawlessly. And then everybody who was in that show for that ninety minutes or so, because it might have been more than ninety minutes, forgot about it. For that moment, yeah, they just and that's what comedy's supposed to be. That those were that that, that was a big night. That was a huge night. That was a huge night, man. And to have the guy at the door come to me and say, I've been working at the Funny Bone for 20 years. I've seen them all. I've never laughed that hard for that long. You killed that audience. Man, that was a great feeling. And it, But it's, it comes back to everything you said, bro. You said, I told you to sit here and enjoy the moment with me. Not to be cheesy, because we're in the moment, but that's what it's about for me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you enjoyed, you were there for the moment of when we went into an open mic. Yep. You know what I mean? And how nervous we were to put to, to do anything in front of 10 people. There was 30 people. We were like, all right, we got this. And yeah. then by the time we were about to go up, there was two. It's two people to perform <laughs> in front of. You know, Fuck so this. how do I not have you at the moment of a sold-out funny bone? When you've been my guy, my day one. I don't understand people who have a different mindset. 
A lot like, of people forget. I know. You I don't. could never. I don't want to enjoy that moment by myself. Yo, you want to come over here with the celebrities and mix with the comedian? No, I'm cool. Bring me, bring my dudes back here in the green room and bring some smearing off ices with some raspberry in it. And we're going to be lit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't faking for nobody. I still get Mo a 40 every year for his birthday. He's not drinking it. I'm no. sending him the cash apps, $2.32. And, and shout out to my uncle um, who cried in that moment. True story. When we were in, at the Funny Bone in the green room, he walked into the green room before you got there, and I was writing my name on the wall right next to Steve Harvey. And Jesus. he cried. I turned around. He was crying. Literally. I've never seen my uncle Which uncle cry. was it? My father's brother. Uncle D? His twin brother, my gotcha. uncle D. Yeah, gotcha. And shout out to him. Shout out to Uncle D. And he's going to be mad that I now gave him his name and said he cried. But coasted that. <laughs> that wasn't me. But I, but I, I looked at him. And, it, and mind you, this is a guy who I always tell people is funnier than me. Like, my uncle is the one guy who I genuinely, I'm like, this dude has me in tears every time I talk to him. I never forget. I turned around. I said, damn, huh? You all right, man? He said, yeah. I'm not crying because you're putting your name on the wall. I'm crying because I just realized you ain't going to ask me for no money no more. And I said, <laughs> motherfucker. He was dead serious, too. <laughs> this is the last time I'm ever going to have to give you some money. And it was a moment, man, but thank you for coming. Of course. It's uh, Of course. We've had some moments. We've had, we didn't even get to all of them. No. We didn't even get close. We'll do it again. We have to do it again, but for we covered sure. a lot. I value you as a man. I value your friendship, bro. I appreciate you. Always. You know always, what I'm saying? Bro. So love. it's love. We've been through it all, and we're still here. We're still climbing. We're still climbing. You're going to get to the top one way or another. Thank you for being in the moment with me. Of course. Thanks for having me, man. Yes, sir. It's my favorite podcast. To be on your favorite podcast. That's another thing you gave me. It's pretty dope. You know I don't listen to podcasts. Nah, it's you the don't. only fucking podcast I listen to. Well, I this appreciate one, it. In the moment. Yes, sir. Every week. Every Tuesday when it drops. Well, you're going to hear this one probably spread out through 10 weeks with as much <laughs> ten <years>. content as <laughs> we have just gave. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all enjoyed being in the moment with us. As always, we appreciate you for being here. I thank you for listening. Until next time. Next week, bitches. Next week, bitches. <laughs> All right, so I feel like it's only right to tell one embarrassing story because you hyped me up a little too much, and I get uncomfortable when you do that. Oh, shit, I forgot. About Remember that. the story that we just told? Yes. Yo, I don't have a lot of embarrassing cornball moments, but this, I ain't going to lie, I had one in college. This is full cornball. I, I did the corniest <laughs> shit. This is so not you. Ever. It's so not me. Yo, I really liked this girl at the time, and she was like kind of caught in between me and the star basketball player, and I was the guy who just got kicked off the team. Wasn't about to be on anybody's basketball team. But I knew I was I was future at this point in life because I knew his career stopped there. Mine was going to keep going. Just wasn't in basketball. That's not here nor there. I just had to say that in order to make myself feel better about what I'm about to say. You need to make yourself feel better on this story. I think she liked me, and she wasn't sure which way to go. And then I got to come over and hang out with her one night. And it, I was young, bro. And it was one of those moments where I was like, she's so beautiful. I really like her. And, I, and you know, I stayed the night. Nothing happened. We just kind of went to sleep. And I had reached over and I felt her hand and I grabbed her hand in the middle of the night. And I didn't let it go. All night long. <laughs> Lionel Richie. All night. All night. All morning probably. I held her hand for three weeks straight. You did a whole 30 for 30 with the hand. And I just remember her kind of shaking her hand out of mine. <laughs> Get the off me. I won't let go, babe. And my hand was kind of sweating. It was damp. And I was like, maybe I held it too long. So the next day, I went to a homegirl. I was like, hey, I was, uh, what'd your friend think? How'd I do? How she's doing? You know, you try to get the report. She's like, she, uh, she, yeah, she thought she was cute, but 
She felt like you could have let her fucking hand go so she could get some sleep, you sicko. She couldn't even. St. Ives does not care. Sweaty ass hands, Mo. There's nothing you could do. She never talked to me again. That man had a hand up on me ever since. (laughs) Hey, how are both of y'all? That man is playing in some pro am league right now (laughs) with Rich. With Rich. I'm driven, knowing that I would shine if I was lying to fibbing. Then my heart 
to be free, but my mind will die in prison. So it's hard to explain, hard to define the feeling. Guess it's just like I'm dying to finally feel like I'm living. You see the consequences, situations, I already played.